0: Welcome to Illuminating the Scriptures, a study of Nevi'im. In this series, we explore the words of the prophets and delve into the meaning and significance of these sacred texts. Sefer Yeshaya, the book of Isaiah, chapter 9, verses 7 through 16. The following uh, two sections, this one and the following one, are a series of rebukes, describing the same situation that we've been describing in the previous uh, passages. This is talking about the time leading up to the Assyrian invasion, and all the trials and tribulations, the troubles that the Jewish people were going through in that period are related to their sins, and here the prophet is describing God's message to the people. The message is through their suffering and how the people are not receiving or understanding the message and, and, it, and therefore God has to intensify the message. Verse 7 Dabar Hashem A word did the Lord send in Jacob and it has fallen in Israel. The word that we're talking about over here is the decree that God wants the Jewish people to repent and he is sending suffering their way. He's, he's bringing trouble upon them in order that they should understand that they should repent. So one way of understanding this, this verse is simple. is that It's just a poetic way of saying that God sent his word against Jacob or towards Jacob that they should understand his message verse 8 the nation in its entirety will know Ephraim Ephraim and the dwellers of Shi these are the people of the ten tribes Begava with haughtiness over and with arrogance of heart Lamar so saying so this verse the word simply implied the first part of the verse is telling us that the people understand and will know the word and the end of the verse seems, to move in a different direction That they respond to God's word With haughtiness and arrogance We'll read one more verse And then we'll recap these three verses Verse 9 Levainim nafalu Bricks have fallen Vigazis is s- carved stone Or hewn stone Nivne we will build Shikmim Sycamores gudau Were chopped down Varazim nachlef We'll switch them with cedars. So the people are saying over here, it seems like this is, this is the response of the people to God's word, is that bricks, which are not the top quality building material, that's what fell. But we're going to replace it. We're, gonna, we're going to rebuild with gazes, with stone, with carved stone, which is much stronger than bricks. Sycamores were chopped down. Sycamores are not the tallest and, and strongest tree. So we'll switch it with I rose them with cedars. So one way, in this typical way of understanding this, is, is that the Lord sent a word against Israel, but the people turned it around. I mean, And the word is the suffering, the the, the the having their bricks fall down, having their sycamores cut down. In other words, things that aren't going good for them, and that should bring them to repent. And they turn it around with their haughtiness and arrogance, and turn it into a saying of arrogance. Okay, we'll, we'll, we suffered a little bit, but we'll take it. We'll, we'll replace everything and everything will be good. That, that, that is one way of understanding it. And according to that way of understanding it, we can go back to verse 7 and say that the word that God sent against Jacob has fallen in Israel, meaning to say is, it, it, the message didn't get through. It, it's sort of the word fell flat, if you will. There is another way of reading this, is that God sent the word against Israel, and this is the way they interpret it with their haughtiness. But the word is still the same. In other words, the w- they they interpret the word, the bricks have fallen, we'll replace them with, with higher quality building material. The sycamores words will cut down, we'll replace them with higher quality and better trees. And that is the very message that God wanted to get across to them. If that's the way they interpret it, that's the message. They're just misapplying the message. In other words, they're applying it to their own suffering, and God is applying it to the trouble itself that he's bringing upon them. In other words, the people are applying it is that, they lo- let's say they, they lost a battle, and they lost men, and they lost uh, material, so they're going to replace those men and material with better men and better material. And the way God is saying it is that my plan, I brought a small trouble upon you, and it didn't work, so I'm going to bring a bigger trouble against you, a, a, a heavier trouble against you. And that actually leads into the next verse. Verse 10. Hashem, HaShem lifted up as Tzarei Ritzin. The enemies of Ritzin, Allah Ritzin was the king of Aram. Aram had this alliance with the ten tribes. Ves-o'yevav and his enemies he will confuse. So Let's analyze this verse. So ritzin was someone who the northern tribes had an alliance with. And they uh, relied upon him, and here what happened was, is that his enemies overpowered him, and uh, uh, the enemies of Ritzin, and, the end of the verse, he will... Confused with enemies, the enemies of the of the last phrase of the verse would refer to the enemies of God, which are both the people of Aram and the people of Israel. That's one way of understanding it. Another way of understanding the last phrase in the verse, which would be more parallel to the first phrase in the verse, is I'll read the verse accordingly. The entire verse, verse ten: The Lord Hashem God had lifted up Eisage Hashem. He lifted up as Tzori Ritzin all of the enemies of Ritzin. Against him, and his enemies, meaning to say the enemies of Ratzin, he agitates them. In other words, God brought them to to to, to fight with him, and that would imply that the Aram, who the people relied upon, is being taken down. So this is the levadim; these are the bricks and the shikmim, the sycamores that are being removed. And they thought, okay, we'll replace it with something bigger. But God is saying, yes, that, that has fallen. Your ally, your, your ally who you have relied upon has fallen. I'm going to, I'm going to bring something bigger and, and a worse trouble against you than you had before. Verse 11: I Arum from the east, the Philistines from the west. Literally, by the way, Kedem and Achar. It don't mean east and west. They they literally mean front and back. Throughout scripture we see that east is considered front, west is considered back, and south is considered right and north is considered left. They ate Israel with their entire mouth. So in this expression that means that they ate like like as if they devour Israel with with hungriness. So it means after Aram fell, so Aram itself this, uh, the, this is the Syrian kingdom, after they fell to Asher, they themselves uh, began fighting with Israel. Another way of understanding this is that in the past, Makedem would, would would refer to in earlier days, before they had this alliance with Aram, they were consumed by Aram, and in later days, they were being consumed by the Philistines. And this section finishes, Bechol Zeiss, With all of this, God's anger didn't turn back. His hand is still outstretched. In other words, God is still bringing trouble upon the people because they have not yet repented. And verse 13 explains this. The nation did not return to the one who was smiting him, which is God. The Lord of hosts, they didn't seek. In other words, God brought trouble against the people and he brought bigger trouble against the people. It means after the first trouble went away, the, there was a greater trouble, and still they didn't see God. Verse thirteen starts the next small segment. The Lord had cut down from Israel, head and tail, the the branch and the smaller branch in one day. So, in other words, this is a description of the leadership in Israel being broken down. Zakein on in verse fourteen. The elderly, and the supanami is the person whose literally means the person whose face is lifted. But the, the idea is, it's, it's talking about a respected person. When a respected person walks in, you look towards him with an expression of respect. You lift your face towards him. Hu harish. That's the head. The navi sheker, and the prophet that teaches falsehood. Hu hazanav. He's the tail. The 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 prophet's explaining over here. What we're learning over here is that. The leader of the people are the elderly, the, the the respected people. Those are the leaders. Those are the people who pull the people. And the their prophets, the prophets that they had, the, the inspirational uh, leaders, they were tales. What it means to say in, in sense of tales is, in ideally, an inspirational leader is the one who's supposed to be a leader. He inspires the people and he moves them in direction that is right and just and moral and ethical. And instead what was happening is that the people who had the ability to inspire, they sort of felt and uh, tried to identify what it is that the people wanted to hear and that is what they told them. That's like the tale of an animal that follows the animal instead of leading the animal. Vayu Ashri the people who were guiding the nation were people who caused them to stray. This verse... Fifteen, Umu Usharav, and those who were guided by by them, Mivulaim, were swallowed up. In other words, didn't go anywhere. They they uh, they got destroyed. Their the the entire direction that the people was going in was not a positive direction. Another way of understanding this verse is that the people are guiding uh, the nation are confusing the people, and the people who are being guided by the nation, which will be referring to the prophet and the teacher of falsehood. Of verse fourteen, who are in truth being guided by the people, are all swallowed up. In other words, they are so uh, deeply entrenched in in their world outlook that they only received from the desire of the people that they're they they have no other way of thinking. Just to, like to illustrate this, for example, let's say the people. I'm assuming at this point they were into greed and and uh, wickedness. So instead of being an inspiration towards justice and fairness and and selflessness, these people were entrenched and sunken into wickedness and greed, and they were presenting it as if that's an ideal and something positive. And that was their whole world outlook, and all of their inspiration revolved around that. And there was like almost no hope of them getting out of that outlook. And that's what it means, that the people who were guided by the by the nation— were swallowed up. That means they were swallowed up in their, in that outlook and attitude. Verse 16, Al-Kain, therefore, Al-Bakhurav, on the young men, la-Yisma-Hashem, the Lord will not be happy, God will not be happy with them. And the orphans and the widows, God will not have compassion upon them. Because all of them, chaneif, are two-faced, umeira, and wicked. The and every mouth, daver nevola, speaks immorality, speaks words of of wrong, of, of sin. And with all of this, God's anger didn't turn back, and his hand is still outstretched to bring trouble upon the people because they haven't repented. So the 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 verse over here is saying is that the young men are usually innocent and the orphans and the widows are are. Are usually the weak people in society. That, those are the people I usually identify the weak spots in society. We're saying, but the attitude of 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 wickedness and greed and chaneif means two facedness, where where it's so easy for people to speak one way to, to a person and in his heart think something else. It could be also be two faced towards God, as in other words on the outside they, they they have these expressions of religiosity and an inside. They're, you know, morally corrupt, and even their mouth speaks wickedness and and immorality. Which we say, is often you have a society which is not so bad. They're embarrassed to speak about their their wickedness and their immorality out in the open. But over here, no, they have no problem speaking that immorality. And with all, and therefore God is cutting down the leadership of the people because this is how He's going to get them to improve. But nothing happened. It, it hasn't. They haven't improved. They. They haven't repented.